Welcome to Hands at the Table. I'm your co-host, Jeff Bramhall. Alongside fellow massage therapist, Bori Saranyi, this podcast shows massage therapists how powerful our profession can be. We believe that as a craft and as a profession, massage therapy is only limited by a therapist's imagination and willingness to put in the work. By sharing what we're learning, what we're working on, and what's captured our interest, we hope to broaden your perspective, inspire you to set your standard high, and invest in your craft. Thank you for joining us. Hello, welcome everyone to Hands at a Table with Jeff and Bori. And in this week episode, uh, Jeff is going to tell us what did he do? What did you do? What, <laughs> what did, did you I, do? What did I do? What did you yeah. do? So it's apparently something <laughs> super interesting and I was super intrigued because I was just thinking about this, but, and I don't think a lot of people do this. So tell us a little bit about what did you do? Sure. So what I did, um, <laughs> I, I put out a, I put out a survey, um, not just to my customers, but to a pretty, to a pretty broad audience of people to see, to figure out if what I was, what I was doing is what people actually wanted and mm. figured out and try to figure out like, oh, how I can put something together that, um, how I can put together something that actually like it speaks to what people want as opposed mm -hmm. to what people think they can get. And this is all kind of in the idea of like one of the, one of our founding principles in, at the, in this podcast is how do we raise the profile of the, how do we raise the profile and the standard of, of the massage therapy industry? And, um, and so one of the things that I, one of the places that, um, that I want to, that I want to go is I want to see like, you know, the only way that we're going to raise that profile, like we're not going to raise it as long as we keep calling our, as long as we keep kind of like doubling down on like, I do massage, I am a massage therapist and I'd perform massage therapy, right? Like that massage, like mm -hmm. body work is, you know, I don't know that we want to say like, it's, it's not the nicest thing to say, but body work is a race. Like it's a, it's a commodity. You can go to Elements and spend 40 bucks and get an hour massage. You can go to Massage Envy. You can go to like the foot spa. Like you can go to all these places. Right. And like the, you know, it's like the idea, like, you know, people don't buy Like people like, you know, it, it's like buying a gallon of milk or a dozen or a carton of eggs. Like mm -hmm. they cost what they cost within like kind of a range. Um, and so I wanted to see like one of the, one of the hypotheses that I had in starting my business was that like people wanted something that was different than massage. They wanted mm -hmm. like massage therapy, like hands-on body work was an important, was an, for a very important part of what they would get. And it was an important part of the, the method of transmission. But really what I, I, what I created this business to offer was something that would help people figure themselves out. And, and like, you know, and, and, and I bandied around these words of like, oh, getting curious about yourself and all this stuff of like, you know, how do you ask questions of yourself and mm. like all this stuff that ended up being like really esoteric and like, frankly, like, you know, people couldn't, people wouldn't have like, you know, I, I, I got told this once and I really loved it. It's like, well, you got to earn the right to be, um, you've got to earn the right to be clever in mm. the way that you package something up. And so I was like trying, I was like using this phrase, like it's like, it's a turning point. And like, and people, and what I realized is like, actually you just need to tell somebody what it is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I, and, and I realized that I had a really bad idea of saying what it was. 
So I realized, so what I, so what I did is I went through this project with, um, uh, we'll, we'll do a late, I'll do a later episode, a solo one about, um, this entrepreneurship program that I'm part of called E for all. Um, but we went through this process of drawing out our value, like a value proposition. Like what is it that our business does? What doesn't mm-hmm. it do? And how does it, um, and how does it, how does it work? Um, so I ended up writing this writing this value proposition, which I shared with you, Bori, yeah. like one of the yeah, earlier yeah, versions that. of it. Mm-hmm. And then I actually like I think when I shared it to you, I had like I had a couple of different ones in mm-hmm. there. And I actually like I went through another version of it and then realized that like, wait a second, and then and thanks to the team of mentors that I work with, they helped me realize that actually a value proposition is a bunch of assumptions and you can ask people, mm. you can validate those assumptions. Like mm-hmm. going back to what we talk about of like the blending of like the soft and the like soft and hard science, it's like, well, if they're all assumptions, let's go validate them. Right. So, um, so I did a survey that to validate the assumptions that I had, and and I I, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of take that apart in today's uh, in today's episode. Yeah. So let's a little bit about logistics, because this is like, I think it's a really important topic is like, yeah, like, what do we really like, what do people need? Like, that's what you're really asking, like, what do they want? And like, what do they associate with our profession or with you or massage or body work? And those are all like, I think, very important questions to ask. And I think it wouldn't be the same for you, what you get in that neighborhood or in like in the Northeast, what I would get in Texas versus somebody who is in California and all that. So I think like everybody should do that. How did it look uh, logistically? Like, how did you send out the survey? Like what type of survey was it? Like what was, who got it? Who was the audience? Who did you target? Or how did you get the results and stuff like that? Sure, yeah. Um, So I sent the survey out through all of the channels I have directly available to me. So that was mm-hmm. on, it was on my Facebook page. I mm-hmm. didn't put it on my business pages. I put it on mm-hmm. my personal pages because I, I wanted to separate it from the business a little bit. Um, I sent it out through my email list, which is all my clients, anyone that's done a consult with me. Um, and uh, and I put it on my LinkedIn page. And my, my LinkedIn page is actually like that was, I think, where I got like the a very a significant portion of my responses, uh, because I've been because of my background, I just have a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, was really thankful that um, my friend Murph, who owns a gym local to me called uh, Total Performance Sports in Malden, um, uh, Murph put it in his his newsletter as well. So I got some responses oh, cool. from him. Yeah. Um, so that's how that that those are the the avenues that I sent it out mm-hmm. through. Um, I, I think there's actually like, you know, kind of, uh, actually, as we get into like kind of taking it, taking apart the results somewhat, um, you mentioned that like you would get different results in Texas that I would, mm-hmm. in, that I would around Boston, even among the 90 people that responded to my survey and the like 80, 85 of them or so that were, uh, in the direct in directly in my area, um, in the area around where my office is, I, ha- I asked people their zip codes. It, in the area around where my office is, I noticed there was a, di- a very different expectation of the pro- of the work compared to in the area my moving office in Mar- uh, in March, where wow. my office will be is actually wow. located with pe- located among people who thought who were more who were more aligned with what I want to do. 
Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah, a great good news. perspective. Super Look at good that. News. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super <laughs> good news. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like, but like logistically I used Google forms. It's free. Okay. Um, it's free. It's easy. And yeah. it dumps directly into a spreadsheet. Um, so I use, I use that and, um, yeah, I think I, and, and, and that, that was like, I don't think there's That's anything awesome. I would have done differently, uh, mm-hmm, from, mm-hmm. from a logistical, from a logistical standpoint. Um, I also did, I also let people, I didn't require people to give me their email address because I wanted it to be, I want, I, I was very, very emphatic that I wanted, I wanted somebody to spend no more than two minutes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that if I ask somebody to spend three minutes on doing something, they're probably not going to do it because there's no reason mm-hmm. for them to. Um, I wanted it to be very easy for them to get it done quickly. And I didn't want there to be any kind of gatekeeper to it, but I mm-hmm. let them, choose if they wanted to leave their contact information in it. And um, I ended up adding, I think, 40 new contacts to my nice. um, to my email list. That's awesome. So, That's so like those, yeah. those and like all those folks are from my area. So those are mm-hmm. all potential. Those are all, you know, if not all those are as far as I'm concerned, those are all potential potential new clients right, that right. now will have seen my face. So that's yep. that was pretty cool. That's awesome. So yeah. what came out of it? What um, was the results? <laughs> so I'll start with how I structured it because I, I actually uh-huh. really like, um, so the value proposition that my business made is, uh, and I'm just going to read this one off. Just Breathe Manual Therapy is a massage therapy practice that helps wellness-focused active adults feel more powerful and resilient by alleviating physical pain, physical pain and restoring harmony between the mind and body. Unlike transactional allied health professionals, Just Breathe Manual Therapy takes a unique whole person approach combining traditional bodywork techniques with principles of mindfulness, psychology, and neuroscience. So what are the assumptions that are built in? Like that's a long value proposition, but uh, but every part of that are a bunch of assumptions. Um, Mm -hmm. So like the number one thing that I'm assuming is that people who have people who would who could be identified as active and wellness focused um, experience physical pain and feel a disharmony between their mind and body so okay. i can ask questions very specific to each of those each of those parts of it and then i can also like i can also tease out some desires because i my my hypothesis in the value proposition i believe that people want something that is an integrative approach and that they don't currently get it through the people that they work with. Um, and that combining these, combining these things will combining these different principles will be valuable, will be valuable to them. Mm-hmm. So that's like, so that's how I, so I ended up structuring it in like a little bit of demographic stuff, a little bit of like a little bit of, you know, desires versus, you know, what, like, what, what do they get versus like, what do they get currently versus what do they want? And then, uh, some like lifestyle stuff. Mm-hmm. So pain points, um, I did this, I did, I asked these on kind of on a one to five, on a one to five scale of like, uh, always, 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 often, sometimes rarely, never, um, mm-hmm. 70, uh, 76% of people are, uh, regularly are experiencing pain. 90% mm-hmm. are experiencing, are, are experiencing stress on a regular basis, mm. um, about about two thirds of people agree that physical and emotional issues can be linked. Um, so mm. that that was a surprise to me. That's that number really good. was yeah, that number was yeah. higher than I expected it to be. 
Um, you see, so that would be something that like I would be questioning, like I would have to do this, but I would, I would uh, question that, like, for example, in Texas, where there's not as much uh, like, you know, Boston is a hub for neuroscience and yeah. like those and, and social sciences, whereas Houston, not so much. So, for example, like I would be like interesting, like how that comes out in like, how does the it show South, up in Texas? Yeah. Like, yeah, like it's sort of different mentality and personnel and <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I can even say that, like, um, and I, I did some like I'm a nerd with when I have a pile of numbers in front of me, I'm going to like <laughs> throw I'm going to like. I'm going to cut them a bunch of different ways. Um, if people lived in a zip code that voted, that, that voted Republican or was wow. like, like, so we're so like, like Massachusetts yeah. is so blue that like, yeah. it's like, even if like, if, if the places that were like, they're like most of the places that I, most of the places that my clients come from are, are like 70 to 80% uh, Democrat, I like voted 80, 70, 80% mm -hmm. Democrat. And if they were down in like the fifties or like if they were from, if they were in the fifties or lower, um, there was a correlation between, uh, like between, um, physical emotion, like, like they <sighs> more, the people who disagree, who did not agree that yeah. physical and emotional issues can be linked tended to tended towards, uh, tended to live in more conservative towns. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's like not a huge surprise. And at the same time, you're like, holy shit, that actually showed up like that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. like a 90% like subject like that, or like the 90 subject survey, like that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Exactly. Um, so that's like, it's like, okay, so like, but what do I know right now? Most people, almost everybody experiences yeah. pain or stress and all, and most people think that pain and stress can be linked. Cool. That's good. Mm -hmm. That like that's that's good. Like that's the that is like you know Johns Hopkins Johns Hopkins health economist said that like chronic pain costs us three hundred sixty five million dollars mm. three hundred sixty five billion dollars a year. Like this problem has been validated in yeah. this context. Yeah. Um, so um, and then the next the next tier of questions is that the current healthcare professionals and I I didn't specify allied. I was just like your current like you know, health professionals. Mm -hmm. So doctor, like everything from like doctors, therapists, chiros, massage therapists, um, treat, treat you in a treat, uh, um, 43% of people of the respondents said that they're said that they either strongly agree or agree that they are current, that their current healthcare providers don't treat them holistically. Like mm. I go to the shoulder doctor, they look at my shoulder, wow. right? I go to the brain doctor, they yeah. look at my brain, they don't tell me to go for a walk. Right. Yeah. Like, um, so, so that, I mean, the good news of that is that like more than half people think that they, more than half of the people think that they get taken care of. Like they, they think mm -hmm. that they get taken care of together, but there's really a significant, there's a significant minority that, um, that don't get that. Right. Um, so that was a, that was a good, that's a good, that's a good starting, starting point. And then two thirds and then like, okay, so current state is that they do is a current state do don't. And then the other question is like, do you want that? And mm. and two thirds of the respondents said that they want to be treated holistically. Nice. So that means that there's like, uh, there's a there's a there's a there's an opportunity there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, forty three percent get treated non holistically. Sixty seven percent want to be treated holistically. That means that there is like, there's a there like anybody who wants to be and isn't currently is a potential client. Yeah. Right. That's cool. Right, That's right. good news. 
Yeah. Um, and then like, I did ask if like, like, do you want to be, do you want to look at yourself holistically? And almost everybody uh -huh. said yes, but I figured nice. it was worth a try, worth an ask. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, so that was like a short survey and like, that's a lot of data. And then, um, that's really nice. Like, did you get any like personal feedbacks of like, oh, this was super interesting or, you know, did anybody reach out to you to like say, it's like, huh, never had this before. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a bunch of interesting conversations and that's just the first mm. part of it. Like there's actually like, okay. there's actually like, there's like, there's, um, three more there's, there's two more tiers of like information okay. that I got out of it. Yeah. Um, so one of the other assumptions that I had was like these people, like the, the people that are going to potentially be interested are active. So that says to me that they like, they either belong to a gym or they, they spend or would spend money on a gym membership or coaching or things like that. Mm -hmm. And about, um, about three quarters of people were, were, were in that camp, which doesn't surprise me. Like, you know, it's a, we're in a pretty, like the people who I I'm going to ask are going to be pretty tend. I'm not surprised by that. Um, I was kind of surprised that, um, uh, I was, oh. so, um, 67% of the respondents use at least one wellness service. And I kind of categorized it. I categorized it in my analysis that way, like chiropractor, uh, functional medicine, massage okay. therapy, acupuncture, two thirds of people use at least one of those. And just under half use more than one on a regular basis. So these are so like, or, or like, I'm like the bias is towards like people like my wellness focused idea is mm -hmm. yeah, like, like that, it that's, is present. that is touching, yeah. a, that's touching an active button. Yeah. Um, and those people spend money too. Um, so people mm -hmm. who spend, uh, people who spend money on wellness spend an average of about $190 a month. Wow. Right. Yeah. And that includes like, and, and then like, and and all and of the people who spend money on it, forty two percent of them spend over two hundred dollars a month. Mm, wow! So, yeah, yeah. So people are spending money here, and mm -hmm. you know, one of the things about like making a business is that you want to make a business where people are going to spend money on businesses. So yeah. this is good news. Yeah. Um, so so that's like the behavioral the behavioral stuff, and then we got into the like, the service assumptions. Um, and one of the questions, like the number one question that I asked, was like are you interested in a massage therapist would, who would look at you holistically? And 87% said yes to that, which that's good. That means that they're like, people are interested in massage therapy. That isn't simply trans people are like, while people may be interested in transactional massage therapy, there is also an appetite for non-transactional massage therapy. So mm -hmm. that's, that's really good news. And, um, about a little bit more than half, opted in to learn more about what I do specifically. Um, hmm. yeah. And then the next, yeah. So that's, you know, that's good news. That's really good. And like, yeah. let's see if like, let's see what happens when the rubber hits the road, yeah. but it's like, that's good news. Yeah. Right. Um, and then like I started asking about the service cause like I, I, mm -hmm. I realized that like my 60 minute sessions feel rushed because I want to make, because in order to offer the service that I want to offer, we have to have more conversation time. There has to be mm -hmm. more interaction mm -hmm. and interaction is going to like, like the vocal interaction is going to slow down, is going to reduce the amount of work that we can get done. So mm -hmm. an hour session doesn't really do the job, doesn't really do the job. So I was like, so I asked like, Hey, would you be willing to spend 90 minutes once a month on treatment? 
And 75% of the people said yes. And okay. so like, there's a significant, uh, like there's a significant number that, and that was like, oh, cool. People, like, yeah. my baggage about long sessions is my baggage. It's not my, it's not potential clients baggage. And then a little bit less than half of the, actually, um, most of the people who have more than one well, who use more than mm -hmm. one wellness provider regularly also said yes to that. Okay. So like, yeah, they have a, they have a talk therapist, they have a chiropractor. Yeah. Oh, cool. Add once a month, add once a yeah. month, 90 minute, 90 minute bodywork session. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm in. So that's really good. Mm hmm. And then, and, and now like, so that's like, it's like, okay, so there's an appetite for like the pain point has been validated. The mm -hmm. pain, like who that pain point is real for has been validated. Mm -hmm. The service itself has been validated. And then it's like, okay, so tell me about pricing. And so I asked mm. people rather than giving them like buckets, like, would you expect to pay like zero to $50? I asked like, well, how much would you mm. expect to spend on this? And like, it had mm -hmm. an open-ended question. I had some people that responded like, I've never had a massage before, so I really have no idea. I'm sorry. And then you have some people mm -hmm. that are like, I would expect a 20 or $30 copay after insurance. And then you have some people that have like, so like I gave people the opportunity to say that. Say which, something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, the average answer was about, it was $127. Like people okay. would expect a, a 90 minute session to be at 120, but about 125 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, and of the people who were willing to spend 90 minutes, there was a significant, there was a, um, which was 15 people that there were 15 mm -hmm. respondents, uh, sorry, of the people who were willing to spend 90 minutes, eight of them said 175 or more dollars for a session. Okay. So my sessions currently cost $200 a session. Mm -hmm. So. This tells me that there are people that will buy this. Yeah. But, and this is kind of like, this is kind of, kind of goes into the shift of like, okay, so how do I apply this to the business? So mm -hmm. like, I'll get into that afterwards. But like, but now we've got like, okay, so here's the, like the assumptions are validated uh, as far as like, what's the, uh, as far as the structure of the business mm -hmm. and like the, the structure of the, like the pain point, who the pain point is, who the business is for. Like I, like when I had sent you those like, those things, but those, um, when I sent you the value prop ideas before there was a separate one for men and women, mm -hmm. this actually, and actually going into this, I checked into that and, and, and actually there's essentially no difference in res results, mm. um, depending on gender. Um, so I just like struck gender entirely from the idea and now it's like, oh, I can okay. market this to, I can actually market yeah. this across spectrum and use different words yeah. for women versus men or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I was able to use this, I was able to, to use data to validate the assumptions that underlie my business. And now it can be, and now it turns into like, how does that feed both my, how does that feed my actions? Like it forces me to, it forces me to, to focus on actions, forces me to focus on pricing and it forces me to focus on marketing. And mm -hmm. each of those three are like, those are the places that I actually, I know that I need to focus but it gives me a real direction and reason to focus in each one of those categories. Right. And it also shows you that 
like you can have like use this for marketing as in you know what people like you have it validated like what people pain points are and what the call words that work and then you're not just making assumptions like those assumptions like statistically will translate to a bigger population so that's really good yeah exactly right like i got 90 responses and i'm going to be like the the new location of my business is going to be in a space that has like a couple hundred thousand people so right. like within yeah, like yeah, yeah. W- within like a 15 minute drive. Awesome. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, if that's if that's the case, like I I don't need everybody. I need like I need like 50 people to say, "Hey, this is a thing for me." And that like right. if I can't find yeah. 50 people out of 200,000, then I'm doing something absolutely wrong. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And and, yeah. and like and and one of the things that that I I like, you know, I really want to underline here is that like is that it's really easy to be afraid. And we talked about this in the business episode earlier of like, you know, how do you manage the money of your business? Um, Like, it's really easy to get paralyzed by the idea of numbers. But Mm -hmm. and that's and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's very real and very understandable. And at the same time, if you take it down, slow it down, and work with people to f- work with people who who are, feel more comfortable with numbers. You can actually find numbers that will help you do better, and that's really and that's that that's like you know that that's really helpful. Like because because this because the opposite side of that coin is, you know, sitting there looking at your empty calendar, being like, well, why isn't this working? I made this thing for all these people, and like when really like you made it for yourself thinking that other people would want it and that's and like that's not fair to them and it's not fair to you and like you know (laughs) stuff and we talk about like communication all the time like this is a form of that like you see like we always come back like even throughout the session like this is like that you need to communicate and make sure that that is all right and good what you're doing and then this is like a macro scale of that, of like, you need to communicate with your, basically assess the health of your community and like, what do they need? Like, maybe if you move to another new location, you do the same thing for that location and it's going to be different and you're going to have to kind of like re-gear, rebrand your business because mm-hmm. they're going to need something else. Like, this is awesome. This is yeah. super interesting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, it was honestly a real lot of fun. And like my, the, the mentor team that I work with, none of them, none of them have any idea what I do. Like they know what I do because I've told them, but they're not, they're not my clients. But as soon as we were able to start to like look through numbers together and like, you know, I have like a, I have a giant table and like, we're able to like, we're able to like, you know, pivot stuff together on a, on a video call and we're able to start having like you're able to start having substantive conversations about like mm. about the potential health of the business. And that's right. where the, like, that's what they're, that's like, they're my mentor. My mentors aren't there to like make me feel good. They're made, they're there mm. to help me figure stuff out. And yeah, they're like it's the, this is a language that's germane to them. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing too. Like uh, I was just like, I'm in the same position. So I have a business coach and, that was one of the things that I wanted to do first, like, especially now that if I'm look like if I'm opening up new locations and new people where it's not going to be me, like stage one was like doing my business and like packing my schedule. But now that's kind of like that needs to switch into stage two where I have to pack other people's schedule 
which means that I'm not selling somebody personally. Like before it was easy because I was selling myself, right? Like, so I had a conversation with someone and I could tell them what I do, but now that possibility is not going to be there. So that was going to be my first step too. like do a survey. Like what is that people need and what is that they would want to pay for? And in my case, like, it was like, one of the questions, like, what do people want to pay more for? Like, what does like luxury or what does premium or high quality or elite, what does that mean to certain people? Like, does it mean that I have to buy like Egyptian cotton sheets or does it mean that all of our education are listed on our website and then we are up to date and we take like quarterly CEUs and then we discuss that with our clients? Does it mean that they get three emails in a month instead of like one or zero does it mean that they want video support does it mean that they want a membership does it mean that they want i don't know cucumber water at the end of the session like you don't know and taking those surveys and like kind of figure that out i think that's pretty that's important and it would help you a lot so (laughs) that's awesome it's so exciting Yeah. yeah and it's and and the cool thing is that when you do that it's empowering Right. Like Mm. the, 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 the worst possible thing is for it to tell you that you need to do something different. And, Mm. and if it tells you to do something different, it's going to tell you sooner, like you're going to, it's going to, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to change course sometime. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And you're not going in blind, like before, like, because like technically, like when you do your own business, like you're shooting like blindfolded. And you're trying and you're hoping that that's what you offer is what people need. And like, and that's what people buy and spend money on and all that stuff. And when you do a survey like that, you kind of like, oh, okay, this is the direction I need to go because this is what they pay money for, or this is what people need. And I kind of like all of those things need to match. Like they need to want it. They need to need it and need to pay for it. And it's not just random. So that's, that's really important. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And then the last thing that comes to mind is that it's talking about like, um, when I said earlier about how, you know, massage therapy is a, com- it, it's a commodity. What I did through this was I validated that like, actually the, you know, the service that I offer massage therapy is part of it, but the service is not massage therapy. The service is that holistic look at your body mm. and you know, like the, or that holistic look at you. And when we think about like, when we think about like pricing something that is at the high pricing, something that, you know, it, when you, when you try and sell something on value, right? Like you're, this is a value based. Right. I've gone from like, I've gone from like buying a thing to buying it, buying the outcome. And when yes. the out, and when you're buying, when you're selling some, when you're selling something that is an outcome, then you can charge whatever you want to it, right. want for it, because it's based on the value, the like yeah. the perceived value of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and one last number that I want to throw out that I really liked. Um, so I had like the people who people who wa- would like you know the average amount that people expected to spend, and then I mapped the average amount that people would expect to spend, and I compared that to the amount that they currently spend. So, mm-hmm. and what I found is that. Of the people who were interested in something like what I do, they expected it to cost whatever they expected it to cost. If they currently, if, if, um, sorry, 
if they're interested in what I do and they currently use other allied health professionals. So like those two, those two things are both. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, the amount that they expected to pay for it was a very large, large proportion of how much they currently spend on, on alternative health or on allied Mm. health professionals. So regardless, regardless of what they pay. So mm-hmm. somebody who somebody who currently pays spends a hundred dollars a month on allied health professionals expects something like this to cost them eighty bucks, right, right, and they're interested in it. Somebody who spends yeah. five hundred expects it to cost three hundred dollars, right. And huh. so, like the so that was what I found the most interesting is that yeah. like the perceive like way I the way that I was able to frame it was that like is like raise the perceived value. Mm-hmm. To the point that it was almost an entire budget category for some for the for the wow. respondents, and that's where like you know when you think about how do you raise your how can you like you know how do you break the like trading time for money and like mm-hmm. you know selling it an hour costs blah and mm-hmm. shifting that to a value ba- a value based sale of like your outcome costs this this yeah and like. And that outcome costs, you know, maybe that outcome has like, you know, a three session intro pack where it's a little bit more along the lines of what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like three sessions in five weeks for $400 and then like, mm-hmm. and then like one session a month for 200 And right. like on the first of the month it bills because it's not about the session. It's about, it's not about like, you're not paying for the session as a transaction. You're paying for mm-hmm. this, the session you receive as part of this ongoing value proposition. Right. So it's like shifting. How does this like, how does a subscription fit? And that I think like goes into that idea of like, well, what is luxury, you know? And it's like, you know, luxury is the idea, like, you know, maybe in this case, like luxury is the idea that you have this, like that you have this guide on this, this guide on this, like never ending internal journey. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and that's so different than that's so different from a massage therapist. Plus it makes it a lot easier for me to refer somebody. Like if somebody has got like, like distal neuropathy, I can be like, oh, yo, go to Elements. Have them just like rub your hands for an hour. It'll yeah, cost yeah. you like twenty five dollars. Yeah. That's going to be way better than spending an hour. That like that's going to be a better like what they're going to do. What I'm going to do is not fundamentally different. Yeah. Except you can go to do that three times a week if you needed to. Because yeah. actually, like, because like what makes you feel better is somebody just like is somebody that's yeah. not you compressing your hands and your forearms and your and your elbows. Yeah. Like, go do that. It's yeah. easier if I if I'm like it's easier if I have positioned myself so that mm-hmm. I can complement that. Right. And that's and that's the thing too. Like you're part still part of the team. Like I'm the same. Like if you want, like, you know, somebody do a cheap massage on you and just like really focus, like just the relaxation, please go somewhere else. Like this is great. Like I'm welcoming the opportunity that you go get a relaxation massage between your you know, assessment, treatment, home exercise program, therapy sessions with me, because I'm not, we're not doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think like that's, but it stems from like, you're exactly knowing what you are doing and what your value and your value proposition is for that person. And then other things have other value and other price. And that's totally fine. And we can't fill all the gaps. And I don't think we need to either. So I think like the more you know what you really offer, like the better it is and easier it is to offer it like honestly and with no regrets towards yourself and towards the client too. So Yeah. And and I'd even take it a step further. It's like it's it's a it's a generous it is a generous act for you to tell somebody that spending 
spending a premium price on uh, spending like that a premium price on you is not worth their time is not right. worth their money right? exactly like, because because like when you send somebody off to be like when you when when like and i did this with this guy last week this is why it just keeps coming up like an hour like i can spend an hour working on your arms that's not a good use of your money if you i don't think that's a good use of your money if that's what you think is a good use of your money great we'll do that but i want you to know that like that there is an that there's an option that actually would pro that might well serve that might serve you better right 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 yeah that's awesome and it's good to have that you know perspective to give that so yay this sounds great like this survey sounds really good yeah i'm gonna have to like check on that too so i'm gonna need the link <laughs> yeah 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 I'll, I'll i like at some point if you wanted to like we can yeah. we can kind of like nerd into it together oh yeah for sure for sure <laughs> awesome anything else you want to share about this no um but i would encourage you to i would encourage you to do it and i would encourage you okay. to have somebody if somebody if, if you you Bori, or you and you who's listening if this is something that you're interested in doing um shoot me a note at just breathe manual therapy on instagram and i will share with you what how i put my survey together i'll walk you through it like no questions asked i'd love to help that's awesome. Thank you so much for offering that. So yeah, reach out to Jeff at Just Breathe Manual Therapy on Instagram and um, ask all the questions. This is why we're here. So please ask the questions, like especially if you have them and reach out to us, email us and uh, give us a review or rate us. And um, we see you guys next week. Thank you, Jeff, for sharing this. This is going to be super beneficial. And I, once I do it, I come back with the results too. Oh, you might have to wait. help me unfold it though, because like going for the numbers, I think that would be a good session too. It's my favorite thing to do. It's on, genuinely okay, one of my favorite good. things to do. <laughs> good, good, good. I will call you. Awesome. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening and um, see you guys next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Hands at the Table. If you got something out of this episode, have comments or topics you'd like us to cover, please let us know by tagging us on Instagram. Bori is at restore underscore revive underscore therapy, and Jeff is at just breathe manual therapy. We'd also appreciate if you can take a minute to leave us a rating, like, or review wherever you listen. It'll help other people find us. We'll see you next week.